I'm hearing an echo of my voice. I'm also hearing an echo of your voice and my voice. It happened when Tim showed up. I think it's because my headphones are right next to the microphone. Just give me a second here. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Tim's back. He's back and no yodeling. (laughs) And more yodeling than ever. Let me get this straight. I'm somewhere that's not what I would call giant bomb. I'm hearing freaking horrible buzzers. And oh yeah, I'm talking to a panel of video game experts. This is episode 249 of Insert Credit. I'm Alex Jaffe, and that just happened. (laughs) Oh, I'm Frank Cifaldi, and I guess I podcast now. (laughs) I'm Tim Rogers. Seriously? (laughs) <laughs> I'm Brandon Sheffield, and uh, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> nice. We did it, everybody. Congratulations. Oh, kill me now. I'm hoping that this sequence will be incomprehensible to anyone listening to this just <laughs> weeks from now. <laughs> our first question this week comes from our guest from our previous episode, Ash Parrish, who asks, If game development was run by the kitchen in The Bear... What would developers yell to alert their colleagues to the things they're doing? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, so the bear, the, the bear is a, um, it's a show about a kitchen in Chicago. I mean, like a, like you know, like a deli. It's not a deli, but it's kind of a deli, a family restaurant where they serve things and they say things like, you know, hot behind and whatever, all the things that they call out on cooking shows. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, chef, etc. Okay, and the question again: If a game development studio was run like a busy kitchen, what would people shout to okay, uh, keep their coworkers aware of what they were doing? It was really just the busy kitchen part. Of the, the the specific kitchen didn't. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, and and also loud Chicagoans probably. That's a component. Yeah. Okay. We love to be loud over there, don't they? They they're interested in wind. I've heard in that city. Oh, uh, it's the bear because of the Chicago Bears. I just got that. that. Partially, it's also because he keeps having a dream about one. But um, but but the Chicago Bears, it's definitely a factor. Is it a is it a fiction show? Yeah, it is. Oh, I thought it was some reality show. Cause there's no, no, no. It has to do with cooking. One of the kids from Shameless is on it. I don't know who that is either. All right, that's fine. I mean, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys who pretends to not know about stuff, uh, or uh, is proud of not knowing about stuff. But I honestly don't know what this is. So uh, the, it's it's an FX show at, that's on Hulu right now, and uh, it's pretty good. It's very tense, which is difficult. <laughs> but uh, it's it's like 23 minute episodes. It's like the old half hour TV show style, which is cool. So they, but they pack a lot so in. So my, my experience is game development is mostly kind of, uh, even if you're on a team, you kind of work in your own bucket, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you'd really have to embellish. So my, my first thought, um, the equivalent of order up would be like checking in, you know, like you're just checking in assets, which let's be fair, uh, has mm. been an actual way I've had to communicate with mm-hmm. my team kind of during i don't know like crunch time or something right where it's like a build is waiting for me <laughs> yeah so uh, there there is legitimate uh 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 functionality for um verbalizing that you are checking in assets yeah. to the repo that's the equivalent of order up i what what else do you shout in the kitchen like behind you coming through stuff like yeah, that yeah Corner. yeah behind hot behind um, hot behind is a fun one to hot say. Behind. Hot behind. Yeah, hot behind is when you've you are behind someone and you're carrying something hot. My my favorite uh, insider term is uh, when you say free dental. 
when you're carrying a C stand <laughs> on a TV set. Uh, yeah, that's good. Just to let people know that there's a there's free dental. It means you get hit in the face at the C stand. Apparently that happens a lot. Uh, I've never seen it, but uh, it, it happens. It's not happened in my house yet, which is nice. Um, it's good news. I noticed one thing in video game development that people use the word out too much. You know, like they'll say, they'll say, can you build, can you build that out for me? Oh, Oh. yeah. Can you, can you write that out? Can you build that out? Can you code that out? Can you script that out? I made up a couple of those. The the word out, they just put the word out at the end of a lot of sentences. You know, the elementary school equivalent to, you know, like the the wait up, you know, they don't just say wait, they got to say wait up. In the video game industry, they don't say wait, they say wait out, you know. Uh, We we don't do this, but um, a lot of companies do their like scrum meetings and things and so i think stand-up would be something that people would say uh to indicate oh, I, i've heard that no yeah. i've totally heard yeah. that here. Yeah. like you ju- you're just calling out that the stand-up meeting is going to occur yeah other ocean producer jeff knockbauer upstairs i have heard him go okay stand up and people have stood up in response and started up. so yeah. that's a real thing at Capriati's sandwich shop they uh they yell uh gas money when someone gives them a tip <laughs> uh, so what's the video game industry equivalent of that of getting uh, a tip well th- you can tip people on uh on itch yeah maybe there's like a um i don't know you, this this might be weird but um i i still get checks from uh i have my comic on go comics and they still send me a check every quarter and uh that's japanese for five comics and it's <laughs> nice. that's right yeah and it, it's um, right yeah they're only allowed to run five comics at a time we've referred to it as my cheese money oh, that's good uh, that i can go and buy some some cheese with your tillamook dollars yeah yeah my tillamook bucks it's brandon's preferred preferred cheese man i just want to say uh, frank's fault he mentioned crunch time earlier and what he meant by that was uh when he yells crunch time in his office is when everyone pops open a big bag of uh, spicy sweet chili uh, Doritos, or which is the best Dorito flavor. No, that's not actually right. true. It's when the Taco Bell comes. Ah, oh. yeah, that's crunch time. Crunch time! All right, here's a question I've been legitimately thinking about for a while. How do developers make money from subscription services like Game Pass? Oh, I know the answer to that. They give you a big old bag. They give it to you up front or after it's launched. Sometimes it's after it's launched, which can be pretty um, difficult. But yeah, it's just one block of money and that's all you get, period. That's it. Dig you your big old bag is what they'd say where I'm from. Yeah. And so you, you have to make sure that that chunk of money is as large as you can make it. Um, so there's a little bit of negotiation, but you can certainly also negotiate yourself out of getting any money. You, you can also speak to other developers yes. who may lie to you <laughs> about how mm-hmm. much they got. Yeah. Um, and they may lie brazenly. Will they undershoot it or overshoot it? Some of them will even purport to be your friends. So let's put it, let's just leave it at that. I would say you should never undershoot it because if you do that, I mean, you're devalued forever in their eyes. And if right. money yeah. from subscriptions is, is the thing going forward, which it seems like it will be, you don't want to be devalued. These big corporations have lots of money. They do. Feel no shame when Amazon tells you you don't even need to send the vacuum cleaner back yeah they're just going to give you the money feel no shame don't feel like oh uh, these guys are really hurting so when a when a video game publisher says they want to get you on their subscription service start at a couple mil Mm. pa bezos is going to be all right that's right isn't that how it goes i think it's more like around 500k but it depends on if you're popular if 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 your thing is definitely going to be popular you can get a bit more well it's also like are you launching there right yeah like, yeah like that makes a big difference as well yep are you day and date on other platforms uh also you will you will likely be uh if you're in one 
unless your game is already popular from other things, it's very unlikely that you will be in another. So like Yakuza might be able to get into PS Plus and uh, Game Pass, but um, nobody else will be able to do that. Like your indie game will never get into both. You you get one or the other. Uh, but I wanted to mention that Stadia is the only platform where they actually pay you a percentage of the subscription fees of the subscribers. So if you're if you get into Stadia Pro, then you get I don't remember what the percentages are, but you get a certain percentage of the like whatever it costs for Stadia, fifteen bucks a month, something like that. If they play your game during that time period, then you get a percentage of their subscription payment. And so uh Stadia is like it's not a lump sum. You get it based on people playing your game and uh it's actually pretty good. Some people must have made as much as $30 off that. <laughs> no, believe it or not, Stadia is actually pretty solid in terms of you're likely to, as a like a mid-tier indie dev, you're likely to make more on Stadia than you will by selling your game to consumers. No kidding. Uh-huh. That's pretty neat. It's wild, wild and wacky. And um, Do you think anyone else will do that again? We will. <laughs> Oh, oh, you mean like will anyone else do that kind of that kind of revenue model? Revenue? I I don't know if they will. I doubt it. It's the sort of thing that should work. Yeah. Right. right. Like it should. I don't know. It should kind of be a thing. I I, d- think. I, I only say I doubt it because I don't believe that's how film and television works. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't think it is either. That there's some like usually with the film and television stuff, the kinds of like back end residuals you can get as a person who worked on it is like dvd sales or something like that you get points on that but not on like hitting streaming numbers um the streaming numbers is just like you'll get to make season two or make another thing right if you're hitting the right demographics yeah like and i can't imagine video games is going to find some like awesome new path that film and television hasn't settled into already in the last what like 15 years yeah the only the only way i think that it could be adopted is if more people knew that Stadia makes money and if Stadia made a lot of money. So like if Stadia truly did super well, then I think others would have to respond. But, um, you know, it remains to be seen if that's going to occur because they're starting to sound like a Stadia commercial around here. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It's almost like someone gets paid more if people play more of their games on Stadia. (laughs) That's right. It's almost like Stadia is the new Fandango on this podcast. (laughs) Hey. If that were true, Uncle Google would uh, should be sponsoring this podcast and giving us dumping a bunch of money into it. Please do. It's just a suggestion for them. We're not proud. Can we put a podcast on Stadia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which former game development collaborators would you most like to see team up again? Ooh, good question. Thank you. Let's get all the original Sonic team back together. I will make something just really, really, just really, really bad. Like something just like incredibly, like as bad as people pretended Balan Wonderworld was. Get uh, get Yuji Naka back with that, with whoever that guy was he erased from that group photo that he put up, up on Twitter. Just get him back together with those guys. Just a whole bunch of people who just hate each other. Just making like the worst yeah. video game. Oh it. my God, I would love it so much. Well, that's it. Hang on. Uh, Balan Wonderworld with actual level design might be pretty good. It would be. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. Although I do like some of the level design in it. Um, but anyway, I think that it would be fun to um, reunite the wolf team people not under the tails brand love those guys has their own thing i think that'd be pretty pretty good um i guess onion games is basically love delic 
reunited more or less. It's basically all them. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. There's I I've, I've been to their uh, I've been to their houses. Uh they're all there. I would like to um reunite all of my favorite people from SNK in a new company that isn't owned by a dictator. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I'd really like oh, that. Oh yeah, one. yeah. Get yeah. the murderers out. Don't let yeah. the yeah. Get the war criminals out just, of the. Just shake uh, the war criminals uh, out of the system and then start get them again. out of there. Flaking off like Dan. It seems like the best solution for everybody. It, it's it's hard to think of like you know uh, maybe I'm just stuck trying to think of like two or three people right yeah. because it, it's really hard to think of uh, game development. You either tend to think of as almost like an individual ran the thing or it's just like a, a fairly anonymous team, a whole company. Right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like. About the Silent Hill Two team, right? Like some of the like yeah. the, the sound designer and and what's his face Yamaoka and and Takeyoshi Sato and and uh, the who is the artist and then uh, the director who did that Siren stuff. Even though he was on he was on Two. Oh, Siren's legit, dude. Get those three and then like just give them like an incredibly competent Unreal Engine team. Yeah, yeah. Who speaks Japanese? Yeah, yeah that, that'd be really good. I'd yeah, be into see it. See what happens. Just whatever they want to do, just do it. I'll do you one better. I think they should give them a real engine team. <laughs> oh, very good. Thank you. Not Unity. It was now a, a defense contractor. Right. Unity's about to get up in a, that SNK war crime business. Yeah, they're trying to. They're trying to. <laughs> they're about to. They're like, we'll actually directly do them. That's what they're saying. <laughs> Got to stay competitive. We're seriously reevaluating uh, what we're going to use going forward because it's starting to get to be too much on this. Like, we can't, we can't switch... In the middle of demon school, that's not possible. But um, the for the next thing, we definitely have to consider what we're gonna do because this is just getting ridiculous here. In terms of people to to put back together, God, I can't. I'm blanking on his name right now. But the the guy who was Kojima's number two for quite a while, who then wound up he he did the um, the uh, Metal Gear Acid games. He directed those, and then he also mm, yeah, directed yeah. Um, the Bizarre Never Dead game. And uh, I think it would be fun. That, that to, game kind of sucked. To get, yeah, it did kind of, but he knew that going in. Uh, Shinta Nojiri. Yeah, 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 Shinta Nojiri. It would be fun to get those guys back together just to see what would happen as they've gotten older. For me, I think that'd be yeah. good. I mean, in terms of adventure games, I've seen some really good reunifications already for me. The Maniac Mansion guys doing Thimbleweed Park was a reallocation, as is this new Monkey Island. So yeah. that's where my brain goes. And, and new and, monkeys, uh, I, yeah. I'm satisfied. I'm always thinking about them new monkeys. Yeah. Oh man, what about the uh, the Bonk team? God darn, <laughs> they're all dead, man. <laughs> bonk. There was a, there was a, there was a plane crash. Um, I'm just kidding. They could they couldn't helicopter their way out of there by headbanging hard enough. It turns out that doesn't actually work. <laughs> no. um, I, I, there was a photo, Hironobu Sakaguchi posted a photo on Twitter of himself the other day at some Final Fantasy commemorative concert, and it was him and Kazuko Shibuya and uh, Yoshinori Kitase, Kazuko Shibuya, the, the famed sprite artist of Final Fantasy. And I've been saying forever, I would love if, if Sakaguchi came back to do one last Final Fantasy, because he keeps talking about retiring, and lately he's all buddy with uh, uh, Yoshi P of Final Fantasy fourteen and sixteen, And I just keep thinking... How chill would it be if he comes back and does a pixel art, Sonic Mania, Final Fantasy 17, and then retires? Yeah. That I'd would be, be cool as heck. And I think if that happens, I'd be I'd be ready to go. And my joke answer is, I want to see Khan Naito uh, program another Dragon Quest <laughs> under Yuji Hori. That's what I wanted to see. Yeah. Get him back in there. He went on a whole journey. Yuji Hori 
uh, he he con he he got to uh, do the development of every Dragon Quest. He got a different development house. He like he brought up all of these all of these young game developers. Con Naito, famously of Landstalker and uh, Shining Force and whatnot. He was the lead programmer of Dragon Quest three. Went on to do big things, and then it turned out just kind of made a couple of weird things that got increasingly weirder. And then he became a Pachinko guy. Uh, level five makes Yokai watch now. I want to see a, a sort of a redemption tour for the the former protégés of uh, Yuji Hori. He gets them all back together and forms a kind of a an obscene supergroup. That's what I want to see. Traveling Wilburys. Uh, that's my final answer. Thank you. Thank you. Brandon's going to like this. Um, get uh, John O'Brien, the uh, programmer of the adventures of Batman and Robin on the Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Who disappeared from the industry after that game, basically, and, yeah. and went and ran his... Uh, family's coffee shop um so he has not programmed probably since sega genesis days just get him in front of a genesis and uh yes. get jesper kid to do the soundtrack yeah, oh okay. yeah new, new genesis game yeah new genesis games being quite the thing these days a cottage industry indeed they could make a couple tens of thousands on kickstarter with yeah, they could like make that. at least seventy thousand dollars <laughs> yeah we live in that cottage yeah, yeah that yeah. would not be bad what's the budget on a mega drive game these days how much do you? I want to see Con Naito get his Landstalker team back together and make a new Genesis game. Can can I say that's my final answer? I you know, actually I, think that's I actually a, thank you that something like that would could be possible in if in like a Genesis Mini three or something. Yeah, like they, they could yeah. they could get developers back to make a bunch of new games. Yeah, that M two Tetris, that M two Darius was legit. It was on that first uh, Mega Drive Mini. It's the reason I still own those. I played it yesterday because I they they made a cartridge release that has some little updates about that. And oh I yeah, played yeah. It yesterday, it's great. All right. Yeah, which the 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 Darius or the uh, Tetris? The Darius. I mean, they're yeah, the Darius is legit, dude. What are the false impressions that we get about war from war games? Uh, one is that it never changes. That if you get killed, you uh, you can just come right back and uh, yeah. be alive again. Um, that it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Infinite spawn points for enemies. I, I don't think there's a, they're actually infinite. Oh, uh, we you get the false impression that people are just leaving audio logs about what they were doing everywhere. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That isn't true. They don't do that. Oh, well, they did find Osama bin Laden's uh, audio, audio logs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, what was in that? Declassified it a couple weeks ago. I mean, there's the whole like press F to pay respects thing, but like no one actually pays respects, right? Yeah, or, yeah. or presses F, right? Um. Oh yeah, I I guess a lot of war games give the um the false impression that after you go to war and win, uh, then you come back and people will respect you or take care of you because that's not what happens. A lot of these things we are making fun of slash could be making fun of. Uh, I know that several of us uh, here, uh, at least uh, two of us, uh, at least one other person aside from me, has played a lot of single-player Call of Duty campaigns. Yeah. And uh, we know that they, they do actually have, or have had in the past occasionally, quite a nuanced... Uh, it's true. They, do, they, they, don't, they don't just... Uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say. They, they, they're nuanced occasionally. Uh, they're, they're, uh, not. they're thinking about it. They know how to present a morally complex picture. Yeah, so sometimes. On occasion. Sometimes they do. Not always, but sometimes. One thing that is accurate is that you, if you uh, stray from, from the path at all, you will get exploded by a grenade. Oh, yeah. Get blowed the heck up, yeah. Yeah, that is true. I mean, that actually is kind of not a... I mean, you know, it's not exactly as game designerly or level designerly in real life, though... 
the enemy is out there most of the time in a real war situation. And uh, usually, uh, whatever orders you've been given uh, have been uh, have been composed with with great attention to detail. Therefore, uh, if you do stray from the mission path, you you will probably get shot in the head. It do, it's not too unrealistic, right? But yeah. it's not as a, as immediate or uh, as painless as it may be in a video game. I I think the biggest thing is uh, is the kind of american exceptionalism like uh individual war hero thing that gets presented where like one one guy can take down the entire nazi regime Mm -hmm. um single-handedly more or less uh which i think that's probably the most dangerous aspect of it well one guy did though one guy did his name was (laughs) hitler that's right right. if you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about right I don't think that if your foot like touches a bullet clip that it gets absorbed into. No, yeah, that's I've true. never tested it, but I don't think that's true. You're right. Yeah, a whole lot of guys uh, bending down, picking stuff up in this world. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it hurts your back to bend down and pick up a bullet clip in real life. Well, that's what I appreciated about Metal Gear Solid Four. You know, right? They, they the snake yelling, "My back!" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how useful do you think these games are as like army recruitment tools very yeah yeah. oh very yeah Yeah. i mean first of all there's the america's army game which is directly that and uh does do pretty well well. i mean that's why they keep funding it um Mm. but uh Mm -hmm. these games they do a great job of making war seem like like it's cool or the right thing to do (laughs) like it's because because whenever most of these games like they will have some moral ambiguity but it's always like well they are nazis you gotta kill them or these are the terrorists you gotta kill them so it it, they do a good job of like erasing the human impact really because there's always there's always some aspect of it that is like well this is justified and i think that the Uh. that's that's all you really want if you're the army is the uh, killing being justified in in the name of of right as long as you're defining what right is so people aren't stupid but it might what's the word compel them to consider a career in that more than like if they're also bombarded with ads for like pay for your college or you'll get a pension or whatever and they're playing call of duty they're like you know this might not be so bad i've got a different question for you Mm -hmm. what's the plot of super monkey ball that's a good question. Oh my god! I I needs to get those bananas, and there's something else that mm. happens, and he's 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 stuck in a ball. What is the plot? I don't oh, know. Yeah, it's just he's a real he's a real banana boy, and he's going he's out there. He's a, the <clears> real <throat> question is when is there going to be a, he's on a, banana. a super monkey ball fully playable in a Yakuza game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Have they not done? They haven't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's too late for that now. What with all of the, uh, it's not too late. It's just it wouldn't be as sweet. As it would be if uh, Mr. Nagoshi weren't still uh, weren't yeah. still working there. It is interesting to know that uh, Super Monkey Ball is it's just you get these two sides of this man, this uh, Nagoshi who made Yakuza shortly after uh, Super Monkey Ball. Kind of an interesting, you know, an interesting thing. So it's possible that the plot of Super Monkey Ball is darker than any of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I is, is the ball a prison mm-hmm. that I has been sent to for uh, confessing. To a murder he didn't commit, or 
what, what's going on, right? Are we playing as individual pachinko balls and uh, and it's showcasing our gambling addictions? Ah, oh, man, Super Monkey Ball is cool, man. It's cool. Now I'm just thinking about how Super Monkey Ball is dope as heck. I like watching speed runs of that where they're all just like jamming on through the edges of things and skidding around and skipping the entire level. And it's uh, it just looks impossible. Oh, yeah, it's legit. Uh, I love looking at it because it's like, I don't think I could ever do that because I don't have the uh, I don't have the patience to learn s- to be precise with something that's designed to be fiddly and wiggly. But it's, it's fun watching people try to do that. Maybe that's the true story. The story is it's an esport of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. If you were making a Super Monkey Ball movie, for example, and you wanted to yeah. base it on the plot, uh, I think it would be some sort of uh, you know kind of gambling, uh, dog fighting sort of thing where there's these people who put these uh monkeys in balls american monkey gladiators and uh and they, yeah they make them race you know yeah i think that's you would have to go straight for something like that and i i he's he's on his last mission then they promise he's gonna get out but then they don't let him out because he's too successful he's making too much money so there is a story for uh banana blitz hd oh yeah oh that's okay. right yeah yeah so if you if you uh if you if you go online right now the first thing in the web manual is story so uh, i can read it it's real yeah quick. let's hear it please hear it. okay monkey island wait what is at peace <laughs> or, oh very good or it was until the sudden invasion from the evil space pirate captain krabuchin captain uh, krabuchin excuse me krabuchin <laughs> That nasty rogue <laughs> has made off with the monkeys' precious treasure, the golden banana. Uh, the golden banana was the valuable find I.I. and his friends unearthed at the end of a long, dangerous journey. That must be a previous game. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're not about to let some space jerk snatch it away. Heck, that game. Come on, Space everyone. jerk? Yeah. That's, that, that wow. is the story of Banana Blitz. HD. I want to play space jerk. That's cool. Space jerk on Monkey Island. Yeah. Gotta admit, I'd rather watch um, that than a... Uh, any of them Marvel movies, uh, you know, am I right? You know, <laughs> so you are right that's, I, I would, you know, it sounded exactly like a Marvel movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think the most important thing we've learned is that Super Monkey Ball takes place in the same canon as the Monkey Island games. Yeah, that is interesting. Right. It's even got pirates in it, right? Yeah. Who do you think uh, Super Monkey Ball's alter ego is? Uh, <laughs> I wish I had a Clark Kent monkey pun ready to go. Yeah. Super yeah. Duper Monkey Ball. Ch- chimp chent that's nothing no i don't ever say that please don't ever say that again some, i won't some, <laughs> some sort of monkey that rhymes with bruce or wayne I don't think so. yeah, yeah did you like how i i said super duper monkey ball as though uh the super monkey ball were the super <laughs> was identity the alter ego, yes yeah i i did catch that yeah that was my joke there Oh, Superman right. well, is actually the secret identity of Super Duper Man. Isn't that true? Let, <laughs> I think that's let's true. see if is we that... can come up with a good alter ego for II during the break. Uh, yeah, sure. Nice. I am playing a video game right now. This game has basically become my weed. You know, I play it to chill out. Every week when you say you're going to go smoke a bowl of weed, what you mean is you're playing this video game. This particular video game, yeah, this game's my weed. Like, legit my weed. Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for the Dirt Bag. This is the part of the show where we take a question, submit it to us at the form that you can access at patreon.com slash insert credit for mere dollars a month. You also get a couple of bonus episodes, uh, usually one a month, sometimes more. Uh, You get other cool surprises. 
Uh, you'll just have to subscribe to find out what they are. Uh, this week's question is from Gagagins, who asks, rank the following. Dash, roll, slide, glide, hover, fly, and jump. Okay. Dash, roll, slide, glide, hover, fly, and jump? I mean, yes. fly, fly, I feel like fly shouldn't be in here, because that's that's like, it's kind of, it, it supersedes all of these. Or I guess that just means it's It, it does, uh, but it was the schoolyard action that we all uh, whispered about was uh, there's sure. a code where you can make Mario fly. There's a game genie code where you can make Mario fly. That's all anybody wanted. So maybe it should just be number one. In Super Mario, no, no, no. I'm arguing for putting it on the bottom. Because in okay. Super Mario Brothers 3, we got the ability to let Mario fly infinitely. The P-Wing and uh, the, the cost was this horrible, horrible sound. One of the worst <laughs> sounds in video game history. That, yeah. that incessant beeping. They, it's like someone uh, in some sort of chemistry lab tried to invent a sound worse than the the low health beep in Zelda and uh didn't really succeed cuz i mean let's face it never going to top that one no. though uh uh they made a pretty bad one and then also Kirby gives you a video game character who can fly uh True. infinitely all the time and that's not exactly the funnest thing in the world yeah. is it I guess is not. that not people's quite. favorite part of Kirby i don't think so no i'd say just put it on the bottom but, but if we're talking about motions it sort of includes a lot of these others which is that's where i was coming from but uh i guess if we're just talking about which is most purely fun um then yeah we can put it down there i'm going for the hard line uh that's uh, the the flying like are you flying or not like gliding isn't flying i'd say gliding goes above flying easily yes because yeah god darn breath of the wild proved uh more like breath of the glider or the gliled Right? Is that how you should call it? I like glide quite a bit because glide is usually easier to control than like fly, fly or 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 air dash. I, I know that this dash is probably not air dash, but like if you think about, for example, um, Rocket Knight Adventures. That's that's a too many verbs video game right there. Yeah, you can do all those um, all those air dashes and stuff, but it's it's not easy to get your head around how it's going to work and you bounce off stuff so i i quite like glide i don't love roll i prefer dash to roll for sure myself well i'm trying to think of the difference fundamentally between them i feel like roll is slower roll slower yeah but dash i i feel like dash you can include air dash in and i, and I like when you can kind of like air dash into a tight space so, sure uh, yeah so mm -hmm. i think for me, dash, I don't know, is it above glide? For me, I think it is. I would say yes. The reason I, I might put it above glide is because dash and roll imply to me the potential for um, dodging an, an attack, and glide is, is definitely your way open. So, um, yeah, same. Mm -hmm. But I think roll goes below glide for me. Roll goes below glide. I don't know if anybody agrees with same. that. I, I think roll kind of sucks. I played a lot of these, uh, you ever hear of these Dark Souls games, these Demon Souls oh, games? I heard about those. Yeah. Where you can roll a lot and the roll has, you know, your iframes uh, on occasion. And depending on the amount of equipment you have, your equipment load determines how fast you roll. Past a certain point, you, you roll real slow, which uh, the community refers to as fat rolling. And then uh, past a, a, you know, below a certain threshold, you roll real fast, which you can take a guess what that's called. It's not a very nice term that they've chosen. Yeah, it is what they call it, though. I mean, it is. Uh, yep. uh, anyway, what I'm saying is those rolls uh, ain't so good. Yeah. Mechanically, whatever, they're meticulous and such. Uh, they do have uh, mechanical utility, though. You know, it doesn't it doesn't look as fun yeah. as it could. So I would I would say rolling 
Whereas dashing, you feel like some kind of feel like some kind of master yeah. when you dash yeah. away from an attack, right? Especially when it's like a multi-directional dash. Can we think of any games where you roll sideways instead of like front or back? Yeah, uh, fight, fighting games, Virtual Fighter or Battle Arena Toshinden. Oh, I was thinking you're on the ground, you know, like a, like a worm, and you're rolling clockwise or counterclockwise. Oh, uh, the only I one see. I can think of is Another World when you're in the tunnel. Oh yeah, that genital jousting I think has. <laughs> you can roll. Okay, like good, good. Okay, well that's top of the list. That version. <laughs> I remember that game. Okay, what's left? Hover, hover, slide, and jump. Is hover different than glide? Is is, is yeah. hover? Hover, you're you're in place. You're in place. Okay, got it. I think it's bottom of the list for me. Yeah, I think hover is probably the worst one because it it's like okay. Sometimes you can jump again from hover, which is okay. But it's like the I guess the the best example of hover is probably a reamer or aramer, however you say it, in um, demons. Crest. Demon's crest, yeah. And you could hover, and then eventually you can sort of fly, but it never really feels great. It has this uh, puzzle block feeling to it. Oh, yeah. If you think about it that way, it feels a little better, but but just as like an action game, which is how it's presented, it doesn't feel very good. So You know, if you put a gun to my head and told me to design any of these mechanics in a, a, a fresh way to make them more exciting than some of the oh, other yeah. mechanics. I mean, of course there's good ways. A hover mechanic in a game where, for example, take a game like Castlevania, the early Castlevanias where you have a heavy fall from a jump, like you fall off a platform and your you know, Richter falls real fast if you step off of a platform, right? Uh, or if you cross below the point from which your feet left to the ground, uh, he'll then fall much faster. A very thrilling feeling of weight and heft in the game. If you were to add like a hover mechanic to a game like that, like press and hold the jump button again in midair and your guy will fire off some sort of boot rockets that that slowly induce a hover state. But only if you're able to uh, hit the, you know, if only only if you have enough fall distance and then uh, why would you want to do that when maybe there's enemies on the ground uh, that are firing projectiles and you can feel real cool by slowing down and stopping. I don't know. There's There's ways to do all that, but... If we're ranking it based purely on uh, examples that we have perceived in yeah. games in the past, uh, I would say Hover sucks. Thank yeah, you. Hover is pretty bad. Indeed. We got Jump and Slide left. I want to talk about Slide for a second because I think Slide tends to look si- stylish and I associate it with there being like sparks or dust as you go, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. But isn't it, ju- isn't it just a, a, a more vertically challenged dash? It is, but you can get through um, tight quarters and um sometimes a slide has a, an attack on the mm-hmm. foot part of it and so i like i like a slide attack that either trips your enemy or just knocks into them and maybe does damage to you i don't know i'm only a big fan of slide attacks that are induced while you 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 enter a sort of a dash state and then you press like down and an attack while slowing down from the momentum of a dash that sort of slide can be very very tasty I like the kind of slide where you you're doing it from a crouch and it's like an option from a crouch uh, because oh, quite yeah. often you don't have a whole lot of crouching options and it makes makes the game feel a little more open. I'm not going to put it above dash. I'm, I'm not an extreme fan of the zero to 60 dash from a crouch action yeah. in games where you, you press a button while crouched and your guy just uh, goes at. right into home plate. Yeah, not a huge fan of that. Also not a huge fan of... There are too many video games, uh, we need not name them, there are too many of them, where you have to earn a crouch by collecting some kind of an orb. 
or yeah. whatever, and then you can get under the the wall early in the level or whatever, and that always feels a little sleazy. So I'd personally put it below glide. That sounds right. That sounds good. Okay. We got one more. One more. It's jump. It's jump. And jumps are- I mean, jump is- I mean, you can make jumps really cool. I'd say jump's probably number one. I'd say jump's number one. I mean, I played Super Mario Brothers 3. That's a jump. I played Celeste. There's a jump right yep. there. Jump. Good. Jump is the verb that made video games what they are. Yep. Jump man. It has permeated all thinking and speaking about video games uh, to such a degree that it is, it's just like, well, you can, why can't I jump in this game, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. was, was the thing you'd say as a child, as a chibis, yeah. uh, chibis, depending on what part of the country you're from, you would say, <laughs> why can't we, why can't Link jump in Zelda? It's like you're just expecting to be able to jump as though that's something anyone does in real life. <laughs> yeah. You don't ask, why can't Link slide? Right. It just became this perfect fit for video game reality logic. That video game characters jump. They just got to jump. Yep. And sometimes you jump instead of opening a door in Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, sometimes, you know, and then it's just the funniest thing in the world. You're just standing in front of an item, jumping up and down on top of it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, because uh, you're not exactly on the action pixel you know, the, to trigger the trigger volume, to uh, activate, to switch the jump button over to the open button. I don't know. It's funny. Jumping it is, is funny. funny. We did it. I got one more question for our lightning round. Over the years, we've all felt video game burnout from time to time. VGBO, yeah. How have games re-engaged you in those times and made you care about the medium again? Well, Burnout Paradise definitely made me feel better uh, yeah. uh, after, you know, Burnout there Revenge. About the series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In Burnout Revenge, they added the ability to just blast pedestrian cars because that's what people kept complaining about Burnout 3, not letting you blast the pedestrian cars as though that were a thing anyone should want to do. I, I was experiencing video game burnout. And one of the things for me is I want a, a video game that I can in quotes, just play. And I think that, mm -hmm. um, that, that that's very specific to my brain because it kind of means I want to like jump around in a space and, and fun things happen there. And so for me, exactly for me, a thing that kind of cured some of that was, was that Astrobot game on the PlayStation 5 like that's legitimately I don't know it's my favorite platform game in quite a while cuz it's just like it's got some bad stuff it's got some boring stuff but oh, yeah. you can just get in there and jump around and hop on things and it looks delightful and uh singing a song about GPUs <laughs> it's uh you know that's a, that's Did a good... you play that Ratchet and Clank? I did. I didn't like it nearly as much as um as Astrobot I, I thought it was all right. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to compare them. I'm just saying it's another game. It's just real video gaming. It's got a lot of yeah. a little bit too much a uh, little bit too much story boy stuff yes. in there. Yes, that's what kind of held me back. And and also they leaned a little f further into the uh, collectathon scenario. I think I just have to ignore the collection aspect of the game and uh, oh, yeah. keep going. But then it winds up being more of the story. So I don't know. All the video game stuff was pretty pretty choice. Did you beat it? No, I didn't. I only got about halfway. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I wish I could say there was a part where it just completely opens up and then you just have the good times, but it's uh, basically collect-a-thon times when you get to the good times. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much, it, it's it's a decent game and I uh, more or less enjoyed it. It just, um, I wish it were a little more levelsy and a little less open. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that anything has actually cured me other than just time when I've gotten burned out from playing games. Just stop playing games. And then one day it's like, 
I'd like to play a game. Yeah, I don't know. Reading a book, maybe that's the cure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Um, but also, my burnout tends to be like Brandon's, which is, as as we discussed in our Game of the Year episode, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of leisure uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to playing games. And, yeah. and what burns me out is just, it, it's kind of like exercise, right? Where the hardest part is just like walking out the door to go do it. Oh, yeah, putting your shoes on, yeah. Right, exactly. And I feel that way about video games. Like when I think about going home and like launching a modern video game, there is this, to me, kind of thick wall between the idea of starting a game and having fun playing a game yeah like there's just a lot a lot between those two steps do i have an hour before the game starts to let me really play it right you know i just gotta say it is an hour these days yeah it is exactly an hour and that's actually progress man (laughs) there was a long period of time when it was not an hour like I don't want to point any fingers at any particular developers or you know the whole the countries full of video game developers, <laughs> but there was there was a period of time when it was like many many hours before a game gave you all of the game and yeah. let you actually play the game. So that's cool. A lot of story, a lot of tutorial. Yes, yeah, it's, it's better that it's an hour, but an hour is still long. Let's get it down to fifteen. Let's make yeah, that our goal. Make fifteen it a quick, minutes. snappy fifteen. Yeah, I mean. I think I think an hour is pretty decent. I think it, it they can drip feed it to me, but it's got to be you know I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's like I'm ready to play a new Yakuza, but I know I need to have I need to have that hour ready, even though I know exactly what the game is and how to play it. Yeah. It's time for a lightning round. This week I've got a simple challenge for you. In the tradition of Soul Bad Guy, Chip Zenuff, Cliff Underson, Elfelt Valentine and Gold Lewis Dickinson. I'm giving you three minutes to come up with the name of a new Guilty Gear character. Whoever has the best one wins. Okay. Can we have that list that you just... Yes. Soul Bad Guy, Chip Zinnoff, Cliff Underson, Elfelt Valentine, and Gold Lewis Dickinson. So I guess since I would would consider myself old school with regard to this series i would want to have it be um metal band name references that might make it difficult for everybody else but that's you know like kai kiesk is is just kai hansen and michael kiesk from uh, or kiski probably from uh halloween uh, with their names just smashed together and chips enough is enough's enough the 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 metal band and all all these are pretty much just metal metal band names so uh but in the in the spirit of modernity um i feel like it should be goofier and weirder so like it's just like one of the two names should be metallica (laughs) maybe the first name first name i think we're halfway there jackson metallica Metallica. oh man jackson metallica is pretty good so I, for some reason, the, the, the very early EA game Hard Hat Mac came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Hard Hat Macklemore or something, but maybe it's Hard Hat Metallica. Hard Hat Metallica? That's <laughs> pretty good. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to come up with these. I keep thinking about Zach McCracken because <laughs> these all have that kind of weird sonic quality. Yeah. Are we supposed to top Hard Hat Metallica? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I think you're supposed to top Jackson Metallica. Jackson Metallica. Like that a little bit better. Hard Hat Metallica is pretty <laughs> good too. Um, yeah. 
Jackson is one of the most popular baby names uh, in America right now for baby boys. Oh yeah, uh, you see that on Wikipedia? Yeah, it's uh, no. Well, no, no. I mean, it is. Uh, I'm, I'm, this is not a a joke. Making uh, seeing this on Wikipedia right now, it it actually is. Uh, I was looking at this somewhat recently. Yeah, there's there Jackson Noah. A lot of these uh, sorts of names are. I am uh, calling it for Jackson Metallica. Tim, that is your fourth point in the bank. You're well on your way. What, really? That's it? Okay. That's all there is to it. Does anybody have any recommendations this week? Well, don't go outside if you're in New York. (laughs) It's like breathing through a t-shirt out there. Mm -hmm. Not the best weather for uh, the time of coronavirus. Yeah. Well, I guess it's good for keeping you in. Find yourself a good indoors and turn on the air conditioning if you've got it. Don't let uh, uh, the corporations are causing more. Uh, climate change than your air conditioner. Don't feel too bad about it. Also, maybe you <laughs> got a heat pump, which is very energy efficient. That's a good kind of air conditioner to have. I'll recommend if you can afford it, yeah. get a heat pump. Uh, if you don't live in a in a in a night in basically a medieval castle, yes, uh, which is what uh, any apartment building in New York don't don't live in a medieval castle. Any apartment building in New York has more in common with a medieval castle than uh, any modern building of any kind. Tim, you know uh, what the, what the temperature is here right now? Seventy two, probably. It's, it's seventy three, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's the good times. I'd live there if I could. Come on down. I was recently talking to someone who. Uh, was bragging about a couple houses they just bought in Oakland. Couple houses, goddamn. Bought six or seven of them. Man, leave some for the rest of us. Talking to me as though I were the kind of guy who was also into stuff like that, just because I was dressed very well. I've had that happen actually. When I was at the Dice <laughs> Summit, um, oh yeah, there were all these people with money that didn't realize that I don't also have money. They were just talking to me like I was a guy that had money because I was at the Dice Summit and I was- You know where Men's Warehouse is? So uh, somebody was just assuming you were in the market for six or seven houses. I was wearing a velvet blazer and they were like, oh, this is it. he's made a fashion choice. He must have more money than uh, he lets on. Yeah. It's, oh, uh, perhaps you're in the market for six or- If you have six or- They're going for only a million, lad. Uh, I can-, uh, can uh, I can connect you with my buyer. And I'm like, why are you even talking to me? Uh, I hear you mentioned Oakland. It's like, all right. Uh, basically, the scenario I found myself in. Good times. Ah, it would be nice to, uh, you know, get on Zillow. Yeah. And uh, I like looking at Zillow. I just want to be able to go to Target. Yeah, we got that. That's all, really. I just want to be able to, like, go to Target without <laughs> planning, like, a month in advance. Yeah. You know? To just be like, I'm going to go to Target and buy something. Yeah, and then you could just go there and show up. It would be hilarious, yeah. I love Target. Um, I got some recommendations. Did I did I recommend Cannibal Man last time or not? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend Cannibal Man um, just briefly. It's a, uh, it's a Spanish movie about a guy who kind of descends into... I mean, he's a sociopath who becomes more of a sociopath, and uh, but it's also an allegory for... Um, life under fascist, oh. fascist Franco oh. um, at the time. It's pretty good. What did I you like call it. me? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I'll a just Franco. I'll, I'll make that a quick recommendation because I like that one. It, it has a better um, title in Spanish. It's something like La Semana del Asesino, something like that. Week of the Assassin. Anyway, um, I'm also going to recommend uh, Did You Know You Can Eat Squash Leaves and Stems? I didn't know that until I just looked up, hey, can you eat these? And the answer is yes. You can eat all kinds of leaves, it turns out. It's 
You, you can eat squash blossoms and stuff, but I never hear about people eating the stems and they're they're hollow, so you can actually they don't taste like it and they don't have the same texture, but you can treat them like penne. Um because they like a pen. They'll get a sauce in there and um and they're uh, it's it's an interesting texture. It's like a kind of a more peppery vegetable. I like it. I'm gonna tell but, you what, I was at the DMV the other day. Okay. Yeah. And the, and I was waiting uh, if all day, you know, I had an appointment, which doesn't mean they're going to talk to you. You better come uh, back to squash stems at, at that time. Oh, oh, don't worry. Oh, and I, and uh, I was at the DM, and basically, there's, there's, they gave me a number, a four-digit number that was all numbers, and then there was this, uh, this sort of bingo hall sort of TV screen that was just having all the numbers come up on it, and they were completely out of order. Some numbers started with Q, some started with R. Uh, some were just numbers. Oh, yeah. Some started at the three. Some started in nine. They're just all going out of order, probably because some behavioral uh, scientist told them uh, it's it's better when people uh, uh, aren't paying that much when they when they're conditioned to not pay too much attention to how long they've been waiting. Right. It, it makes sense that they 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 arrive in nightmare order. But I, I I'm the kind of guy who was uh, like I'm just going to pay attention because it's very fun to try to find a pattern. And I so I stared at the TV screen that had the numbers on it. And at one point, there was a six-minute long in, in between uh, the news stories uh, to the tune of uh, the Joker sequel has a release date, um, uh, with like stock uh, clip art uh, images of a film projector in the background. Uh, in between that, there was an eight-minute long video, okay, for uh, uh, how to make uh, zucchini noodle pasta. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say you can use squash leaves like penne, I'm we like, there. Yeah. I'm like the DMV is, t- is teaching people how to turn zucchini <laughs> into pasta while uh, on the same screen with which uh, they they present me numbers in nightmare order. Right? Um, I was number forty one thirty two. I saw forty one thirty nine, forty one thirty three, forty one twenty six. 4128, all in between, just uh, sifted between uh, several other nightmare numbers while I uh, spectated this zucchini noodle recipe. And I'm going to tell you what, I would not eat that. Yeah. Um, and I did not en- enjoy no. that particular numerical experience. So I'm, I'm going to... F- I'm going to veto Brandon's recommendation of eating squash leaves. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, th- I mean, it has nothing to do with pasta, really, except uh, just an easy way to can- envision it. But um, I have one more recommendation. I know I've recommended watching The Prisoner on Canopy. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Excellent show. The other thing I have to recommend that I did not realize when I was recommending it, because I'd only watched a few episodes at that point, is uh, research what the correct order to watch that show is, uh, because I watched it in the broadcast order, which has very little to do with the order in which those episodes should be viewed. So just look that up, because it doesn't ruin the experience, but it messes with it, because you'll you'll get a couple episodes, like 10 episodes in, that were clearly episodes 3 and 4, where he he like knows a whole lot less about what's going on, and it just kind of just feels bad. Um, so yeah, research the uh, a good order. There's a bunch of good orders to watch it in, and the none order. of them are the broadcast order. So uh, just look that up when you're watching the prisoner, because the prisoner's cool. The end. Love that prisoner. Uh, new Beavis and Butthead's pretty funny. Like actually, yeah. They, oh, the Beavis they and Butthead. Scri- they wrote scripts this time. No, the, they they actually that that movie I didn't know was a precursor to a new show. Yeah. And uh, I watched the first episode of the new show, and it's like, oh, this is a really tight script. This is really funny. Um, yeah, I saw a good f- a few good clips. It's much better written 
than 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 the the old show. Like you know, it's not Mike Judge kind of improvising with the music video. It's very like tight mystery science theater kind of stuff. Yeah, and and they do it about like uh, TikToks and viral videos and stuff now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and 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 music video, which feels right. Nice. I, I I'm a bit of a Beavis and Butthead head myself, so I should probably mosey on over to uh, Fandango and watch that. Right? <laughs> you're mm-hmm. you're a little bit of a Butthead and Beavis head. Yeah, that's me. I like that Beavis. I have some recommendations. I don't know. Watch The Sandman on Netflix. That's pretty good. Bring me a dream. If it's boring, can I call it The Bland Man? <laughs> no. I do not give you permission for that. Uh, I'll, I'll back that up, I guess, if we're talking about it. Um, I'm, I'm someone who was uh, very much into those books um, in the uh, the 90s and early 2000s, I guess. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm extremely satisfied with this adaptation. It's great. But maybe my one criticism is that if you've read them, it doesn't really surprise you very often. It mostly just kind of sticks to the script. There's also some some goodness in that. And, uh, it's it's good. Really well cast. Yes. Patton Oswalt, a remarkably good uh, Matthew. The yes. Oh, man. I like that guy. I mean, he's all right. Uh, on behalf hey. of Ash, I'd also like to recommend The Bear on Hulu. That's a show about game development. That's right. Yes, that's a show about game development. If you like uncut gems, it kind of has that same feeling to it. Uh, that sort of hectic madness it's got adam sandler in it yeah it's got adam sandler in it i need everyone to uh watch for the in the first episode my favorite part of it which maybe i mentioned last time i don't know but there's a montage of uh of chicago things that happens in the first three minutes and yes he did love chicago and they 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 made a bad search and they got oakland's tribune tower in their in their (laughs) montage of things and Uh, yeah i just love it Uh, I would also like to recommend if you're listening to this show in some format where you can subscribe to or review podcasts that you do that for us. It's a real nice thing. And I personally quite appreciate it. You could also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics, listen to monthly bonus episodes and get other exclusive content. You could also join our community at forums.insertcredit.com. Follow us on Twitter at insert credit or search for insert credit on YouTube and some lovely video versions of these very podcasts will pop up for you. This show is edited by Esper Quinn with original music by Kurt Feldman. I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And we're out here being all podcasty. It's, it's <laughs> callback to the start of the thing. That's yeah. not the start of the show.